Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hide the kids and pop the top on a cold one. Coming to you from the Riverbank Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. Welcome to the Section 304 Podcast, where we're drinking beers, talking ears, and uh, a little bit nicer weather, just cooler. Canceled last week because of that snowstorm that Didn't creeped Didn't show in. up until the evening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 30, or what, 25-point ass-kicking at Kansas didn't help either. No, there were, I mean, we probably would have figured out a way to to get here had we upset Kansas. Speaking of drinking beers, I think someone was rock and rolling too too late last night. He's not here today. No, he's not. He uh, he was with uh, someone who's probably drinking his sorrows away. A Packer fan, a lifelong Packer. Yeah, I was going to say someone that's probably on suicide watch. Between that and with Aaron Rodgers, uh, maybe making his exit out of Green Bay. Come to Denver, buddy. I'm, I'm, we need you. I'm thinking more to Steel City. Think so? I don't know. Pittsburgh's got a lot of money freed up now. Do they really? Yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, so there's not much to talk about that Kansas loss. I mean, no. Let's just um. The big news is the hiring of Graham Harrell. That's where we huge. were off last week, we it's kind of gone out of the news cycle. But um, I mean, I said it on our group text. It's a grand slam hire, in my opinion. I agree. I mean that that that's huge for the off season. Um, I also think an interesting quote from Brown was that he was going to be stepping into more of a CEO role. <clears throat> Which I mean that's that's been the general consensus at this table, and it seems through the fan base that he should have been doing that anyway. I was shocked by his comments. You just don't hear what he said very often from coaches. Coaches are control freak, type A personality. They want to have their hands on everything. And he flat out said that he has screwed the offense up. They haven't gotten it right for three years. And it was time to take a step back, be the CEO, like you said. And he has complete, put complete trust in the offense into Graham Harrell. Uh, he said he will be uh, a resource, mm-hmm. but as far as game planning and day-to-day stuff, he's not He's not going to have control over that anymore, which I think is, one, it shows you what kind of guy he is. Right. He's self-aware. Um, two. And he's feeling a little pressure. I, I mean. think he's feeling pressure. Yeah, that's a good point, too. But to go out and get a guy like Graham Harrell from USC, normally this would never happen. No. We're not going to pluck a coordinator from USC. The, I guess, natural progression would be we would hire Graham Harrell as a head coach. But where Lincoln Riley stepped in and didn't retain any anyone, 
Graham Harrell comes over. Um, he's going to be paid very handsomely. And at USC, he they had the best offense in the Pac-12 this past year. They did. Um, and it wasn't stagnant. No. I mean, no. it was it was fun to watch. Right. And, but, you know, talent level at USC is a lot better than WVU. Let's just be real. I mean, how many You're five-star right. quarterbacks did they lo- just lose? Yeah, like three. Three. And then they're bringing, probably bringing in Caleb four. Williams. Is they're probably bringing in four. Not, no, he hasn't announced yet. But, but you would I'd think say all signs point to him going to USC. With Dart leaving, I'd say it's it's been said that Caleb's coming. Yeah, they. I mean, they get a top three or four quarterback every year. All every right. recruiting class. Right. But he's from the Texas Tech coaching tree. Yeah. And I was listening to his interview he he did with the Mountaineer Network, Mountaineer Sports Network, and um, you know, not a lot there, but it was interesting to hear him talk about the air raid. He said it's more of a philosophy, not just a scheme. Right. And I found that interesting because Dana was an air raid guy, and Neil supposedly is an air raid guy, but each one of those guys that coach under Leach and have gone on to do their own thing, coordinate or be a head coach somewhere, it's different everywhere. Yeah. Like Mike Leach's air raided in Mississippi State doesn't look anything like Holgerson's offense. Right. Holgerson was a run. He ran a lot more than most of those guys. I liked Holgerson's offense. I know some people probably wouldn't agree with that. but um, He also said that he he wants to run the ball. Yes. And I think with the kind of players that West Virginia gets, you got to have a running game. And we've seen over the past three years what lack of running game looks like, and it, it's not good. Well, so. and, and think about under Dana, when Dana figured it out that we're going to have to run the ball to open up the pass, and then how much that air raid pass opened up because we ran the ball. Yeah, I mean, we had the classic throw the ball every down with Geno and them, and I mean, they put up a lot of numbers and stats, but as far as wins and losses, the we first put up year a lot of those too. Yeah, the it didn't translate to wins. I mean, his numbers are if you go look at Geno's last year here, the numbers are incredible. Yeah, it's like forty-two TDs to like six interceptions, <laughs> threw for I don't know forty-five hundred yards maybe something. And he, um, we just couldn't run the ball. I mean, it was on him to go out there and throw for 450 yards and five TDs or we were going to lose. Yeah, they didn't have to stack the box so, and worry about the run. They they could just defend the pass. I mean, we were we were very one-dimensional where it's nice to hear with, with Harold coming in saying, I mean, we've got some studs at running back right now. We do. You know, we're we pretty deep at running back. So knowing that they will be used, you know, in a 50-50, 70-50, 20 with a question mark on the other type of, you know, plays for when need be on a balance type, you know. I tell you what, he also said that the quarterback battle is between Green, Crowder, and Nico. Yeah, I think he really is coming in. No, I really think he's coming in knowing that this is is who we have. Now, if we grab a transfer, I I think it's going to be – more so to be there if need be, but they a new transfer I don't think would come in unless it was a I don't I mean I know Bo's already committed out to Oregon, but unless it's a Bo Nix type quarterback, 
I'd say any type of transfer you get coming in is going to be just to add depth at at that position in the event of needing that or many quarterbacks. We go to spring, we go through spring ball, and you're like, oh shit, none of these guys are ready to play. I don't think that's going to be the case though. We're going to find one out of the three. Yeah, yeah there might so be too. some lumps because there'll be. I mean, Green will be a sophomore, but he really hasn't played much. Anything he's done was just situational, basically running the ball. And Crowder hasn't. Crowder hasn't, and, of course, Nico's a freshman. But that'll be the big story of the spring. I, I tell you, um, Brown had to do something, though. Oh, yeah. And Well, here's the thing. And, you know, I mean, I know there's there's a lot of people sitting on the fence about Neil Brown. There's a lot of people that are – you know, already went in the firing, move on past him. Um, he preaches to these these kids and the fan base about accountability and <clears throat> holding each other accountable. And I thought, like you said, I thought it was a big move for Brown to come out and say and took accountability for the the lack of offense and our you know where where we were really hurting you know because we weren't hurting on the defensive side of the ball but we were hurting on the offensive side of the ball so I think for him to step up and say look I know I know where our deficit is I know the reason for our deficit and that's me it's hard to so believe. I'm going to fix it right and here's how I'm fixing it mm-hmm. I'm stepping away from the game plan I will be involved in it I will know what's going on but I'm not. I'm not the one planning. I'm not the one calling the plays now. I'm giving that to Harrell and, and Parker, which was interesting that Parker stayed. Not, not that anyone was beating down he the going door. Full full time wide receiver coach. Yes. And they he, got a lot better this year. They did. I mean, to go from 2020, where they led the country. I, I don't know if they led the country, but they were damn close. In drops. Mm-hmm. Now we still haven't found a go-to guy. I think it's going to be Prather, but I, it could be. It could be Ford Wheaton. I and I think Ford Wheaton coming back was huge. Do you think that had a lot to do with hiring Harold? Because I, I, there were rumblings that he was gone too. Yeah, I think possibly. I think unlike because it seemed like Winston Wright made a very rash decision. I'm gone after this bowl game. I'm gone. Where, you know, you heard grumblings that Ford Wheaton was leaving. And it's almost like he may have sat down with Parker or sat down with Brown and talked it out. Because, you know, he was committed. Then he kind of hinted that he was leaving. Well, he took down his Twitter post that said he's coming back. Right. I, I didn't. I never thought he would leave just because of his family's connections to West Virginia. Yeah, I'm sure Garrett probably also caught him and said, "What the hell do you think you're doing?" Right. Now, I mean, if he would have left, I, I don't have any ill will to the guys who left. I, I, I understand how frustrating, especially for a wide receiver, the last two or three years has been. Um, but going forward, I think. I think we have a real offensive coordinator. None of this so committee shit that they've been doing the last – where you never – Brown's so upfront and honest. And like we've said, you saw it when he took responsibility for the offense. He, One thing, he would never come out 
and say is who's calling plays. Right. What are we doing? Right. And and my my buddy within that has ties within the team is told me that the games that we did real good on, Parker was calling eighty five, ninety percent of those. But then Brown would jump in and want to call this, do this, then it's almost like, you know, the guy's sitting up there in the box looking down. He's seeing what's there. Mm-hmm. You well, know? you get in a flow, and then someone just jumps in and says, no, no, you got to run this. I mean, I don't know if that's what happened. But but that's what it sounds like happened. And, and kind of hearing the way Neil took responsibility for the way things were, it's almost like that is what was happening. And you know what? You're the head coach. You've got the right, but – you got to tr- you got to trust your guys. You have to. Hey, there's a reason why Nick Saban loses his offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. Well, yeah, yearly. all those guys are like ex NFL coaches. Well, right? but I'm just yeah. meaning but, for the but, fact that they've got control. Saban's got oversay. Saban's got last say, but he hired his offensive coordinators for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, he you hired have to, you have Bill Bra- Bradley or Brady or whatever. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. That's it. For a reason. You know, you're hiring Graham Harrell for a reason. And that's by saying, this is your offense. And let him go. Now, two seasons and we're shit, then you get rid of him. Maybe not two. Maybe gonna, not two. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. If, if I think he, it's going to be fun. I think he, we're going to get back to maybe not quite the explosiveness that we had in the past, but I think we'll get there. But I think you'll see a big change next season, and I think you'll see an even bigger change the following season. I tell you what, Yost, if he has success, he'll be gone in two years. Maybe. And he'll be a head coach. Maybe. Because he's on that trajectory. And people love these air raid guys. They do. Maybe. Because it's an exciting brand of football. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, the Geno years – we might have gone seven and six in 2012, but it was entertaining as hell. Oh, and yeah. Greer. We went seven and six on what? Lost to Baylor 54, 53, or 50? No, we won 70 to 63. That's what, okay. And the Texas game that year was incredible. The Greer years, I mean, those were exciting. Those were fun, exciting games. Didn't turn out the way well, we wanted, but. And think with the Greer, that, that Texas game. Oh, top. You, you want to win the fucking game? Let's win the fucking game. <laughs> But think about it. Do you see Brown? You you don't see that out of Brown. You don't see that. You want to win it? Let's go. Let's you know. I it's it's all agree more. It's all or nothing here. Let's let's go. I mean, the Brown offense has been, in my opinion, we don't know what we are. It's just indecisiveness across the board. Our offense was like watching paint dry. It was. It wasn't fun. Well, we would. I mean, look at the ball game. <clears throat> we would run a little bit and then throw three times. And I think, I mean, it just, there was before, no continuity. Before it, anyone sits here and, and bashes Jarrett Daggy, because I can see someone texting later and saying, well, I can tell you, you know, if you had a good quarterback, it, it doesn't matter when the plays are being called and the defense knows you're thrown for the next three after you're. Look. It wasn't just Jared Deggie. No. Was he limited? Yes. Did he make some mistakes? 
Absolutely. But how many times have we seen go off to? enough blame to go around. Absolutely. Drop balls, miscommunication. There were times the line was bad. I mean, this was the first year the line, this group has played together. Graham Harrell's going to be the beneficiary of that because they're going to be a lot better next year. There's talent up there. Frazier was the second team All American. Wyatt Milam was a, a what freshman, he got freshman All American? All American. Yeah, there's talent up there. They're going to be a lot better next year. Now, it's not all the players though, because no. the scheme, what we were trying to do, I still can't tell. You I was going to say what we were trying to do. I was going to say what were we trying to do? No one knows. We never figured that out. Never figured out what kind of team we were. We had a good running back, but you know, you can take one player away, and. Teams were able to do that. I think people well, took, rattled our quarterback. They took Letty Brown away, and then the bowl game, Brown was gone, and they took that short, quick slant away, and we had nothing. Well, that that Minnesota team was just a bad matchup for us. Well, I mean, it was not, but they I'm just saying, horses. I'm just um, saying they they figured if you're going, we're going to make you throw the ball. Not only we're going to make you throw the ball, but we're going to make you throw mid to long. Not and, a whole. And we couldn't do that. Right. Not a whole lot of playmakers on that offense. Let's be real. No. No. That big plays this year. Few and far between. So. And some of our big plays were Bryce Ford Wheaton. Right. So. But there wasn't a guy on our offense last year. Even as good as Letty Brown was, there was not a guy on our offense last year where you were like, oh, shit. We like, didn't have a. No. Tavon, Stedman. Uh, that's what. Any Slayton, go Divine. down the list, man. There was no Owen, no guy on that offense where you were just like, I don't know what we're gonna. He's a problem. No. So, uh, but again, they are in the weight room. They're as in the weight of this room. week, as of last week, last week was first full week back in the weight room. So, you know, the let's get after it. Yeah, big the, spring for us. The twenty twenty two season starts now. I mean. Well, you know who we open up with? Shit. I mean, Pitt. All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's get to basketball. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! When your heating and cooling system needs service, turn to Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been delivering quality service in West Virginia since 1980. No matter the make or model, Francisco Heating and Cooling can make sure your unit is back in service in no time. And their work is guaranteed. Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning is fully licensed and insured and is a certified train dealer. And remember, it's hard to stop a train. Find them on Facebook or call 304-542-1895. Catch the Mountaineers in comfort with Francisco Heating and Air Conditioning. Hadn't had a good time since you know when Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in I was feeling like myself for the first time In a long time Till I bumped into some of your friends Over there talking to mine Then you rode in with your hair in the wind baby. Welcome back to Section 3 of 4 Podcast Talking Little Little three-game skid, Yost 
All right, let's just, for the listeners out there, on our little group chat, we are in a heated argument about the basketball team. And this morning was supposed to be a throwdown, and Durrett went a little too rock and roll last night. So, But still, I think the main point of the argument is, you guys say, we're not good. We're not a good team. And I say we, we're we not a top 20 team, but we're still okay. We're fine. Like, we're going to make the tournament. We're middle of the pack Big 12 team. And everyone panicking right now, and I see it on social media, people wanting to jump off the ship. Some people talk about getting rid of Huggins. Maybe it's time for him to retire. You guys aren't at that point, I don't think. <laughs> but no. I, now, I'm, I'm not against – maybe changing up some assistance. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how the dynamics on that staff work. Yeah, me I mean but I'm of the opinion that Hugs is untouchable. I he leaves when he wants. I, I, he I hires agree. who he wants. He has the final say and even if you go back to when we had Carter and Miles um this three game skid happens in this league. This league's ridiculous. I don't know if you what game it was. Maybe might have been Texas Oklahoma State. They flashed up the teams with the hardest remaining schedules, and nine out of ten were Big, were Big 12. Twelve. So it's a tough. I, I agree, it's a tough league. We gotta we gotta get to nine, 19 wins, and we're in the tournament. Which with this team, with the losses that we have had in the off season, that's a successful year in my opinion. Maybe you win a game or two. Maybe you get to the second weekend. I don't think we're going to go to the Final Four or anything. I don't think this team's good enough for that. But you might be able to win a game or two. And I, 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 feel, I just feel we're a bubble team. I think I, I don't think we'll be on the bubble. Our schedule now. If we don't win, we got to win some games. There's no doubt about that. You got to win your home games. Like Wednesday nights, a must-win game. See, and but that's I. I know Beck. What game was it? Whatever game it was, I mean, I was down visiting Sheffield down in Florida. So whatever game it was, I went through and did the that those remaining games of the schedule. I mean, I've got a lot of L's. I've, and I think a lot of it has to do with we've got a, a streaky scorer with McNeil. Honestly, our, our scoring can be streaky, period. We can't make layups. We've got no inside oh, presence. We've we've got we've got more question marks and we've got more downside than we do upside. I feel, you know, Jalen Bridges reminds me of Emmett Matthews. He can show up and then disappear. You mean offensively? Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. ten times better on defense than Matthews. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking scoring wise, where we need an. A, we need someone like him to step up and score consistently. Well, you got a guy right now that's scoring, Malik Curry. And I like Curry. I liked Curry coming into the season. I did find something. If you listen to Huggins' post-game press conference, not him on the radio where he basically called everyone out, um, he said that we didn't run any offense yesterday. And I'm wondering if that was directed at Curry. Because Curry likes to eat the ball. Yeah. Now, he's effective going to the hoop. He gets fouled. He's making – at one point they said he's made 25 of his last 26 free throws. I mean, if he can get to the line, I'm fine with that. Uh, the big guys are terrible. I'll just say it. I'm sorry. The The effort on defense is questionable. The rebounding is terrible. 
They don't block out. They can't finish around the rim. I mean, if we make half of our layups against Baylor, we miss some bunnies too. McNeil missed a finger roll. Bridges missed two or three. That I, I get that they have length and they're tough in the paint. Baylor is. But to miss some of those is completely unacceptable. Five for 22 from, what, around two feet? Yes. And then Gabe misses one. I don't know what he does when he shoots the ball. He, like, double clutches. Just dunk it. I agree. I mean, he short arms layups. He didn't have a good game yesterday. McNeil didn't have a good game yesterday. They'll bounce back. I'm not worried about them. I think Sherman, yesterday, we our lack of front court, which is Curry – uh, or I'm sorry, not Curry, but um, Kerrigan and Polycap, Gabe, who Gabe is not a big man. No. He's been forced down there because we have absolutely nothing. Gabe Luttrell, is a, th- a three or a four. More a, so a four. He's a weird, weird player. He's not. I'm it, talking body size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body size, he's a three or a four. We're playing him as a four and a five. Right, right. And More so a five. Those guys didn't give you anything. No. They got absolutely hammered on the boards. And it looked like to me what Texas Tech did to us yesterday on the glass, that's what we used to do to people. Yes. Just crush them on the offensive glass. That's the, That was the difference in the game. Now, we had some lapses down the stretch where we left guys wide open for threes. And it's just – We either help too much or don't help enough. There, There's no – or, sorry, we either help too much or not help at all. I don't know what they're doing. And I we double team. It seems like we double team someone that you shouldn't double team. You know, if they're 6-7 center, gets the ball at foul line extended, you don't double team him. Don't come up and help on that. I'll give you that shot all day long as a big guy. You know, now you make it four or five times, you know, maybe push out on him a little bit more, but don't double team him. Don't leave the guy open in the corner. Quit leaving that guy. It it seems like we lose that guy that just slips over in that corner all by himself, gets the ball, and then here we are trying to run from underneath the basket to block it. I'm interested to see what Huggins meant by we won't have some players Wednesday night against Oklahoma. I think Kerrigan got into it with some of their fans. Well, yeah, he did. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I just I'm very disappointed in the. Did you not see what supposedly that he said? No, what he said. He he supposedly said. He he supposedly went over to the student section, and called a tech student a fat bitch and told her to give him a blowjob. Supposedly. Allegedly. 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 Um, Why is he going over there? He just lost, pal. Yeah. I I mean, he he put on there. He he tweeted back and said that, you know, I mean, pretty much he he may have had a lapse in judgment because he plays, you know, he plays with his. Plays with his heart. Yeah. And, I mean. I don't know. I'm, you know, they're 20 years old. Who was it? Holton that. Hit a fan, or I think that was Harris. Was it Harris? Yeah, <laughs> that was after they stormed the court, there. right? And that was Texas Tech, wasn't it? Right, right. Um, 
I don't know, man. They got it. The big men are a huge problem right now. Well, and cultural. And, I mean, I know we get down on him. I mean, the guy's lucky to be back when he came back. You know what, though? He's healthy. Enough's enough. I, to me, he's not ready to play. He's not. And his strength is not what it needs to be. He's he's just not. And I think his mental, because if you watch, he doesn't. When he doesn't think about it and jumps, he jumps. But if he goes to think, he, he kind of hesitates on that big jump. Look, coming off my ACL and everything else, and I mean, I'm not even allowed to jump yet, so I can't believe that he's out there playing, but. You're probably above the rim cleaning the glass when you're 100%. No, just wait. But, no, I, I get the mental aspect of it, but if if you can't get it, the the issue is we've got no one else. We don't have a deep bench. I think it's time to see the kid from England. That's just my opinion. These guys have shown you what Burn they Burn his red shirt? I think they already did. Did they already burn it? Yeah. Might as well. He's probably going to transfer anyway. But the guys, guys in the paint, aren't getting it done. No. Now I, I, I'm a McNeil fan, but I didn't think he played well yesterday. He got what five points? He did. He looked. Um, they got after him. Taz had 21. Curry Taz had, had 11. 21. I, I'm not sure. That sounds right though. Yeah, I mean, Taz looked to be. My thing with Taz. Since he had come back from COVID, he had scored in the first half, and then you could tell he was getting winded in the second half. He did not look winded yesterday, but I still don't think he's 100%. Look, I think you can – And uh, Huggins said he forced too much stuff yesterday, which in defense of him, when you got four other guys standing around not doing anything, what else, You know, what do you want him to do? I mean, he throws a freaking pass to Kerrigan under the backboard or under the – on the baseline, should be a dunk, he drops it. Yeah. Then we run an inbounds to Kerrigan, he drops it. Keaty Johnson just flat out throws the ball away, loses the ball. There's just too we many turn, mis- We turn the ball over a lot, all of them. Oh, yeah, All yeah. of them on the, well, on our, on the court. We I think in the first half we only had six turnovers, and I, I saw the stat and I was like, okay, like, this is this well. That's is our, respectable. We had we had fifteen in the second. Right. Or, I'm sorry, nine in the second half, and they were back breaking turnovers. They weren't just. Yeah, within when you're within three to five points, and yes, you're. At, you, I don't know. You give the game away. Yesterday, I did not expect to win any of the three games that we lost. Uh, I thought we would beat, might beat Baylor, but because you like that at home, I like us at home. And here's the thing: had Baylor not lost two in a row. I would have liked our odds maybe a little bit better. Well, when you go five for 22 underneath the basket, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. We shot a ton of free throws. For anyone – And like we're actually shooting – we're know, actually making free throws. I hate it that Durrett's not here because he complains about Huggins' system, but Huggins' system got us 22 shots under the basket in a shitload of free throws, which we are making, by the way. So – But we're not making the layups. Yeah. But he's getting it's getting shots. These guys got to execute. They got to be better. I'm and that's, sorry. That's where I say we're not a good team. You know, one person, <laughs> two people don't make a good team. I mean, I don't care if McNeil and Sherman go off for twenty five a piece a night. 
it it's not two players aren't going to win this league. Well, other guys are going to score. You get those two going, and it opens everything else up. But, but it never seems like either one of them are going at the same time. I don't know. I mean, McNeil scoring fifteen a game. Taz is at what nineteen? Yeah, but look, I'm talking about look at these past three losses. Well, neither one, neither one has gone. Even the other one hadn't even been comparable to the other one going off. I'm just concerned that this team is at a crossroads right now. They quit against Kansas. They yeah. Just totally quit. And that's not a good sign. However, I thought they competed against Baylor and Texas Tech. Now, we didn't win. We didn't do enough to win, to be fair. I will say, there were so many people that told me that I I got texts by probably about 10 people saying, well, at least we played the number 18 team tough tough at their house. I don't care. No, you're right. I don't care. I'm not. Uh, I mean, is that what we're, we've come down to as as fans that now we're looking for moral victories? Hey, you played the number eighteen team tough at home, at at their place. We'll get them at home. I don't give a damn. I want to win, and I don't want to play them tough. I want to win. I want to look good, and we do not look good. And I don't know the answer for this. But have we I, ever looked good? We've always played ugly. That's, yeah, but we That's won. what I don't understand. Well, we got a lot of – this was a tough stretch. And Let's see how we do. We have Oklahoma at home. We go to Arkansas. Arkansas is not that great. I mean, that's going to be a tough game, though. Then at Baylor, we're not going to win at Baylor. Sorry. Then we – here are the two games, two most important games of the season. Texas Tech at home and Iowa State at home. Both those teams are in the top 20 right now. Those will be net uh, – I'm sorry, quad one wins. Well, I, Texas or Iowa State might fall out. They, they could. They lost. They lost to K-State. Surprisingly, TC – no, they lost or to TCU. TCU is yeah. pretty tough too. They're, they'll be in the top 25. Oh, yeah. But we win those two games and everything's fine. You got to win the next three home games. I'm just worried. I mean, and I hate to say this because – I want to see us in the postseason. I want to see us rolling. But I think we're a bubble team, and I don't think we win two out of the next three at home. No, we got to win all three. I don't see that happening either. I see maybe. Coliseum's got to be packed. I see maybe one win, and I think that's Texas Tech at home. Iowa State's not that good. I can tell you that right now. Now, that guy's – they've done an amazing job there this year. But neither are we. We're a much different team at home. And if if we – are we? Oh, yeah. Are we? Yeah, look it up. We shoot better. Five, five for 22 underneath the basket. Well, shit happens. Shit happens. But that's been the story the whole year. That's not a shock. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not comparing this to any other team that we've had previously. This team in general, I don't think we have it. We've got no it. I disagree. We have a, the, one of the best scorers in the country. You rally around him, but other guys got to step up. And I, who they've needed Bridges, to for a while? Bridges. He's needed to for a while. He's just got to be more consistent. And the bad part is, look at this team this year. 
Wait till next year. Oh, don't don't even wait till no. next year. Stop, please. I don't even want to think about next year. Next year is going to be rough. Now I bet you we hit the transfer portal. <laughs> we better be dropping McDonald's bags. That would help. Call Country Roads Trust and say, "Oh, we forgot to talk well, about that." Hey, call Country Roads <laughs> Trust and uh, get us get us some nil players. You guys need to quit panicking, Yost and Durrett. Even though Durrett's not here, we're going to be all right. We'll get in the tournament. We're going to win some games against good teams, and everything is going to be fine. Then we'll worry about next year. We will beat Kansas in the Coliseum, as is tradition. I mean, it is tradition. I'm just I, I don't I don't see it happening. Well, I really don't. I, I don't see. We'll have to put on the throwdown debate until next week. Oh yeah, because we'll have two games to discuss, and we got to win that Oklahoma game. That's must win. They're they're yeah. good too. I mean, every team in the league's good. So. so see, I've got us losing Oklahoma, Arkansas, Baylor, beating Texas Tech, losing Iowa State, losing Oklahoma State, win at K State, losing Kansas at home, losing Iowa State. But I do have us. Well, I mean, so I've got us beating Texas at home. They're not any good. And then that that last game at Oklahoma. At Oklahoma, I left it blank, and I left it blank for one reason. If that sits, if that game sits, and that's that's a must-win game for us to decide whether we can go to the tournament or not. I think you may see a different team, knowing that they're playing for do or die. Hey, do or die, do or dies right now. What? We'll tell you right now. I agree, but I don't think this team sees that. I think Huggins is going to start benching people, and he should. He should. He should. I think we have guys that do not get out. What happened to his short leash that he had with people, including including your Javon Carters? Well, that was teaching him a lesson. But where is that? I don't know. That's a good question. He kind of alluded to that after the game. He said, I got to start being tougher on guys. Carter throws a behind-the-back pass. And throws it four rows up at at the garden, and came out. I mean, right then and there. We do stupid shit, and players are staying in the game. Stuff that normally, under a tougher Bob Huggins, would have already would have yanked you, put you on the bench, to prove a point of that ain't gonna fly. Well, he's done some of that this year. Some, but not like normal. I, well, I forget I what game got, it was. Kerrigan and Polycap both got benched. Well, yeah. Because um, they didn't run back on defense. Yeah. Oh, what game was it? Because it caught me off guard because I said, that's that's what we're missing. And I get it. Players nowadays don't respond to Bullshit. that type of – Bullshit. I don't think that's true. I, I've seen it. If you don't respond to coaching, just leave, please. Well, I please, agree. I don't want you. Huggins isn't any harder on guys than anybody else. No. That's a huge myth. The only difference is, is you see it more. Well, he's to me, he's been calm the last two years. And and I want that. You that, want him? I want, I want the fired-up, fiery, red-faced, flipping-out Bob Huggins back. Not the one that's sitting, sitting on a stool looking down – you know, throw his hands up at his assistants, and then I want 
I want the fired up huggy bear. What fired up huggy bear? Purple faced huggy bear. Yes. Now not. I think we got purple purple faced huggy bear after the game in the locker room. Well, I think so too. They said it, he was in there for thirty minutes before he came out for his post game. Some of the mistakes we make are unacceptable. Some of the mistakes we make uh, Cottrell, are junior high level. Yeah, Cottrell threw the ball underneath the opposing team's basket to their player. Yes. That is something you learn in elementary school. not to do. Right, when you're learning the game. Yeah, like, unacceptable. Then Johnson just loses the ball in a fast break. I, I'm not banging on these guys. I, I'm I'm not someone who wants to call out individual guys, but when you see something as bad as those two, I'm sorry, it's got to be said. I don't think it's calling out. I mean, it's no different than what is going to get said during game film. It, it's no different than well, what's the announcer going to, said it. I was going to say it's it's no yeah. different than what's going to get said by a TV announcer. We're not bashing the kid. We're just saying we have a lot of stupid mental mistakes that. <sighs> are magnified times 10 because we aren't the team that can make it up. No team can make it up in a close game on the road against a good team. No team. You can't win like that. I'm sure that's what's being said right now. You can't. No team can get away with that, especially not us, because I don't think we're that talented. I think we're we're a solid to very good defensive team we have issues on offense but we have two guys that can absolutely win games for us with their scoring now other guys got to chip in and I like what Malik Curry's doing my only concern with him is sometimes he does not look around but if he can get to the free throw line truck Brian-esque sort of yeah but he's he's kicked out some I'm not too worried about him. He had a double dribble, though. What are you doing? Again, like but junior high, elementary school stuff. You know, but that's that's what I what I've been saying about this team too is like your. I think you've got a coffee delivery. No, she. Oh no. Um, it's uh, I mean we've got guys, Sherman included, dribbling the ball off their foot. Dribbling the ball off their knee. I mean, it's 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 the little things like that. Those are bad. That 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 doesn't normally happen for us. That's happening this year. Uh, I've seen a lot of it, man. And it is not just under Huggins. It's something about that uniform. <laughs> you put that golden blue on, and you just do Go stupid. stupid. Shit. Yep. Who? Uh, which one of you two said that we got to get Huggins a uh, a leather vest? Leather blazer? Yeah. That was me. To go with old That's, kitty cat. We'll have to save that for next week. Oh, we'll save it. I mean, we'll save it. Stay out till 3.30 in the morning. He'll come He'll come back. Yeah. He's not going to let this one go. He's. I hope not. I'm, I'm, I was ready to go this morning. Well, I figured it was, it was the perfect storm of him being – at Dunny's till 3 a.m. watching that UFC fight and, and the Packers game with making sure that Dunny doesn't go off the deep end when the Pack squad lost. Ooh, surprising. Yeah, I was really pulling for really pulling for Rasul. Yeah. But it was pretty I mean, but McKivitz is moving on. So 
you know that's that's one thing that man we got a good bit of guys playing in the NFL still. They play well too. Douglas all pro, wasn't he? He was, and I think he's. I mean, Rodgers and all them are telling Green Bay, "Hey, pay the man. Get get this guy. You know, get if Green Bay is not going to pay him, someone's going to pay him. He's going to get he's going to get a paycheck a somewhere. Free agent deal. Well, so I don't know him. I mean, I remember reading stories about him that he like was eating off the dollar menu every day when he was in junior college. And, mm-hmm. I think in New York City. Wasn't he sleeping in his car? And Maybe, but I'm really happy for him. I, I loved his senior year. That was one of the best individual seasons I've ever seen. I think he tied for leading the country in interceptions. I think so, too. And he should have been an All-American, but, you know, they don't always get that right. So, sucks for Sewell's going home, but he had a hell of a year. So, congrats. Hopefully, you get a big payday. Um. I don't know. We'll see what happens this week. We'll see. Everyone uh, needs to calm down, though. We always have these mid-season, mid-conference season swoons. And what's people record want to right get, now? People want to get rid of Huggins and say, it's time. We're 13-5. and 13-5. Five. and five. Oklahoma State's like 10-8. and eight. Could be a lot worse. And they're a damn good team. I don't bad, care what anybody says. Bad part is we could be sitting at ten and eight, but we're not. We're not. But we. I mean, this team very well. Very yeah, they well handle business be. in the non-conference schedule. You have the one bad loss to Marquette, but other than that, they handle business. So we'll see what's going to happen. I'm not. I'm not ready to bail. I think a lot of people are, but we're going to win on Wednesday, and everything's going to be great again because winning cures everything. Be nice to get that one at Arkansas, though. Here's the thing: I mean, that if you get the Oklahoma game and then you get the Arkansas game, things could turn around. I just don't. I don't I think don't um, it. it's about turning around. It's it's just about when I say turn around, I'm talking about confidence, and I, and oh. I think that's one thing that's really lacking on this team is confidence in the team and confidence in in themselves. With certain players. Like who? Bridges? Bridges. Uh, Cottrell. Bridges. Gabe. Gabe's not the same player he used to be. Nah, he's fine. He had a bad game. He got in foul trouble. If he gets in foul trouble, he doesn't. Well, he's not good. You're right. You're right. he's got to play. Because he, he has to be aggressive. He has to be aggressive. And not that it impacted the outcome of the game, but the officiating yesterday was garbage. Complete trash. And it went both ways. They yeah, seem to be – we seem to get in foul trouble quicker than they did. But when you have two teams like Texas Tech and West Virginia, you let them play. You don't call hand checks on the perimeter. No, unless it's, out of here. unless it's right. bad. No, but you let them, you let them but, play handsy. You let them play physical. You let it go a little bit. And from the get-go, they were calling ticky-tack fouls. I hate that bald-headed official. Which, he, kept, which kept the game close for both teams. Right, they got 30% of their points from the free throw line. Right. I mean, again, like you said, this loss was no way influenced by no, the officials. No. We, we the officials kept the game there. close by, on both teams by constantly blowing the whistle and drew the game out longer. But We had our chances, and we just folded like a cheap suit down the stretch. Very similar to what we did against Baylor. But I don't know. 
Got some football games today. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. What do you like today? Let's see who I picked. I picked them last night, and I think I'm – because, see, I took Cincinnati, but I took the over. Ooh. Because I really thought that, you know, Jamar Chase – 45 and a half. Oh, damn. That didn't even come close. No. None of them did. None of You got the cold weather. It was zero degrees in Green Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you hear what the Bengals kicker said? Uh Uh-uh. When they lined up to kick the field goal and he went out there, he just walked off the field and told his teammates, well, looks like we're going to the AFC championship. Then he drilled, what, a 52-yarder? Yeah. Right down the middle. Clutch. So today I've got Tampa Bay. What's the spread? Minus three. That'll be a good game, I think. And then I took the Bills. What are they, a touchdown? Plus one and a half. Wow. You like the Bills straight up? Uh, uh, yeah. Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Arrowhead is a tough place to play, but there's something about there's something about this Bills team that I just really like. Josh Allen? I like if, Josh If there's Allen. one team left in it, that I would like to see win the Super Bowl it is the Buffalo Bills because I think their fans are a lot like us. Oh, I think their fans and are. Now we're totally copying their jumping off cars into tables. Saw that once or twice in the blue lot this year. Oh, no. So Well, then again, are we copying them or is it just now getting I don't know. That's been their put on videos. Yeah. But I don't know. Let's get out of here. Yep. You have fun. <coughs>